Do you think about making dynasty trades even while watching football games? Are you thinking of player values when you should be thinking of family values? Then you may have a trading problem. Don't worry, you're not alone. I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Haar and I also have a trading problem. Join us for the Trade Addicts podcast where you can be with like-minded people and talk about everything in the NFL in the context of dynasty trade values. News and notes, make amends, keep trade buys, all these things we will cover every week. And don't forget Trade Addicts trades. So when you're done listening to this fine DLF family podcast, please tune in to the Trade Addicts podcast. Thank you and enjoy your podcast. Do you have the time to listen to me grind? Take down the film watchers and learn some at once. With the mask not adding up, you said I'm checking it out. I'm working to the ground. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard, at PA Howdy on Twitter. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts. Other stuff that I probably should say by, by merch. I have no idea. Uh, so this week I asked Zach Reed to come on the Dynasty Crossroads because every now and again I like to just have uh, a great analyst and good friend of mine Come on and just cut it up about fantasy football. Now, the problem with that is there's no real theme. I don't have a question sheet. We don't do show sheets here, especially where it's normally just me. So it just ends up being a long conversation, especially when it's someone I really like talking to, like Zach. And uh, I don't know what you all will make of that. I don't uh, I don't know. It just kind of starts randomly, like uh, we've been talking together for five minutes and I realize I better start recording, as always happens, because we'll just forget to do a podcast. And uh, I ho- really hope you enjoy it. My idea here is I'm going to cut it up into sections. I'm just going to do one episode a day dropped onto your feed. And it was a conversation I really enjoyed. And so I hope you really enjoy listening to it. I can't promise we're geniuses or have all the answers to your fantasy questions, but it is just an honest conversation about two people, about from two people who really enjoy playing fantasy football, have been engaged in the dynasty space for a while, and uh, some of our thoughts on it, some of our thoughts on how to manage a team and what do we continually see reoccurring. This first segment... For example, it's mostly just about the difference between Dynasty and Redraft and how the Dynasty space, especially the active Twitter and uh, article and writing about and engaging in the community um, part of Fantasy Twitter, especially Dynasty Twitter, seems to be in value and how that seems like um, a significant edge and sometimes can be frustrating, but not because you're better or you know more just because it's hard to navigate um, in a very specific league no matter how much you know no matter how uh, much you think you've learned and uh, so yeah that's what this is it's like a three hour conversation three hour honest conversation about playing dynasty fantasy football by two people who really enjoy each other's company I had uh, always have in fact some of my best times just talking with friends about fantasy football and i hope you enjoy it so the first section like say we're mostly just it just starts right in the middle of zach talking about kyle pitt's value versus um you know the the points essentially and just goes into redraft versus dynasty after that and uh yeah i'll see you tomorrow hopefully 
it take it's even just cutting it up like this it's taking a while to edit it so i don't know if it all I'm going to try for you, but the next episode of this conversation will probably drop tomorrow. And uh, I know you've got football and other more interesting things in your life. But if you like, if you have 33 minutes um, over the next few days, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, cutting it up with me and Zach for a while. Really appreciate it. And uh, let's get into it. but because of what you could turn him over for. Right. And and I think that we get we get so caught up in because dynasty is dynasty is a long con. That's the that's the uh kind of the the mantra. It's it's everyone gets so caught up in looking so far down the road that I I think you're absolutely right. Like we we lose focus. We do we don't like trading to win your league is more valuable than any of that value that you get. You know, if you if you trade Terry McLaurin, you get James Robinson. James Robinson wins your league for you. It doesn't matter that you don't have Terry McLaurin for the next two years because your league dues are paid for the next four. Yeah. Like I don't it, know, I get so frustrated with because I get value, but like the thing with Dynasty is that the difference between Dynasty and Redraft is that value exists in that right. you can give someone something that's losing this year and say you get it. You you can have something that doesn't exist yet, basically. Like I, I don't know, Diamond Brown will be good, just not this year. Rashad Bateman will be good, just not this year, and you you suck anyway. But it's not like. But we took that slight difference and made it the central theme. It's like, yeah. and therefore you play for three years down the road. And I'm like, it's just, we, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, you, you, because you can trade value of the future doesn't mean that's what you're playing for. Like, um, like the comment today was it's short sighted to trade a top 24 wide receiver for a top 12 running back. Who odds are won't be a top 12 running back last year? Now, the running back in question is James Robinson, and he's been a top 12 running back twice now. So I don't know, maybe at some point we we should accept <laughs> that maybe that's what he is. But even if not, let's grant that. Um it's short-sighted in terms of uh value, but it's 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 perfectly sighted in terms of points. And I mean and that makes it balanced, if you know what I mean. Yes. I get so frustrated I, with I, it. I, I, like just... I, I was moaning about it on Twitter today, and I made everybody mad, I think. Everyone that likes value <laughs> and is good at trades, and everyone in my leagues is mad because I was saying – I'm not saying they're bad. I, like, I'm in one league where I'm fi- three and three, basically. I think I probably dropped to four, three and four now, actually, because I got just hammered last week in the one league where I think I have a good enough team that I could push to win if I you know, really go for it. And um, I'm like, and in that league, James Robinson's on my roster and Daryl uh, Henderson's on another roster who's also in the top three. So I just, there's there's no value for him to give him to me. Even if I trade him my first, I doubt he would do it because he's trying to win. Why would he give me right. a competitor um, a running back scoring points? Um, so I was like, oh, well, that sucks. But then I go to my other leagues, and I got Dower Henderson a lot of places, and James Robinson several places, and I'm like, these teams suck. Let's trade them. And uh, and it's not that I don't get, and that's 
I ask for advice and information and opinions on Twitter all the time, but everyone, no matter what you say, tries to give it you, and I don't notice it until I'm not asking. I'm like, <laughs> I know what's going on. I'm just complaining about it. Because okay? <laughs> everyone wants to, well, try this, try that. Yeah, I know that. I just want to I just want to moan a little bit right now. <laughs> That's it. Um, and the idea, I get why you wouldn't want to trade something valuable for Henderson and James Robinson. Just I'll accept it. But why does it feel like pulling teeth? You're a top three team. You've got a good old player record. Like this is one of the few chances, uh, you know, three. I think you, personally, I think one out of three years, I have a good chance of re- like my team's really good. I could really push for a win. Now, you are probably two out of three. John Bosch is probably three out of three. I don't care if I'm below, <laughs> below average, but I do know that um, it's not every year. Right. And so if you get the opportunity, it's negative expected value or whatever um, to not try and push it because you don't know what your roster is going to look like last year. Injuries can happen. One of my team, that team in particular, is worse than it should be because Christian McCaffrey's down. And it happens with running backs a lot and all of that stuff. So, like, I get why you don't want to give up too much value for these players that are scoring points right now. But, like, the point is to win. Yes. And this is a great chance to win. And you don't know if you're going to get another great chance next year or in two years. So, like, it, I'm not saying you trade the world, but you trade, you would be interested. It wasn't even the value because that's why everyone wanted to, well, your value is too high. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't get counters. If my value is too high, but you're pushing a win, but I'm saying, hey, I will trade any of these running backs or wide receivers scoring points. I'm not saying you, like, I get it. Supply and demand, a good businessman, maybe they're just making me feel the need or they're much smarter than me. But I'm like, I don't get why you wouldn't. Why was I the first one to send an offer? Right. Why am I not getting counter offers? It's not even like if they counter for a second, which someone did actually, um, and I can complain about the value of that, but at least it would be like, I don't know why I'm the one that's motivated to sell. Because if I, in that one league where I think I'm, I could make a run, I am motivated. Like I have sent offers out. And if Henderson wasn't on a winning team, and so I don't think there's any hope, hell, maybe I'll send it anyway because I could use him. <laughs> maybe they're more interested in the future than right now. I don't get why. I well, I, I do get a, why. That's the thing. Everyone wants to explain it to me. I do understand it. I'm saying it's wrong. It, because, it, <laughs> you know, it, isn't it? Isn't it a hedge? Isn't it? A, isn't it a? I'm I'm in a good position, I but I don't. At, at yeah, I don't trust my. Yeah, exactly. yeah I, I I can hedge, and I think that the the answer to that though, Peter, is if you're in leagues like that be the aggressor and go get the players that score. Like that's the, and I, and I think that and even so, if not the aggressor, just, I mean, be interested in yeah, it. A so bit. that that's like the, a little bit. That, that's, <laughs> the, you, you know, you, you talk about success and, and that's, that's how I have found success in fantasy leagues, because I will go get the players that people don't want that will score points. So, just for example, and I know nobody cares about your fantasy leagues, but I have a team right now that is the high score, the high scoring, the high scoring team in a league full of very good analysts. Uh, that the running back core is Sylvan Ahmed, 
James Conner, Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, J.D. McKissick, and James Robinson. And most of those guys I added for basically nothing because people are like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're not, they're not great players. Well, that's fine. I don't care if they're, I don't care if they're sexy. I, <laughs> I don't care. Like that doesn't, I went, I went and drafted James Robinson, sold James Robinson after the season when you and I were arguing about value and da-da-da-da-da before the draft. Once ETN was drafted, I went back and reacquired James Robinson for less than I sold him for, and he's still producing like he did last year when he was an RB1. Like it, that's that's the game now is figure out who's not sexy. So I, I was just on a show with Jake Trowbridge and and uh, Dustin, whose name escapes me, but um, and I use the analogy of a scale. And so right now it's it's a it's points and value. And everyone thinks value is worth way more than points. During the season, it's freaking not. It's not. Like points are what's like you don't win games with value, you win games with points. And say, um, you know, the only thing you can buy with the the value, the currency <laughs> we're getting in Dynasty is points. Yeah. It's the only thing for sale. No, you buy sexy <laughs> rosters, Peter. you buy you more don't value. Buy, you I buy the, look, look, look at how many 2023 <laughs> picks I have, and this is going to be the class, you know, and and every class is going to be the class, and it doesn't matter. If it is the class or not, if you don't pick the right players, and when you do pick the players, now it's the used car lot thing or the new car lot thing where you you buy a car and you drive it off the lot and immediately it loses value. As soon as you make a pick in those rookie drafts, half the people in your league are like, nah, because that wasn't the pick they were going to make. And so, but those players score the points. I'm like, I'm with you. And that's why I was specifically talking about. I mean, I know Alex Robinson, who went off last week. I mean, you got Daryl Williams and Damian Harris scored 17 points, and Kenyon Drake scored 21. I don't want them. Like, I'm not <laughs> even talking about those guys, but I mean, you could. I get not being overly interested or only throwing at it. I mean, it's not even about the value. Throw something. That team that's losing, I can promise you, since most people aren't this way, it's probably like, yeah, take it, whatever. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Um, it's you, you can be somewhat selective with it. And that's why I specifically said um, James Robinson, Dara Henderson, because where I've got them in places, I'm like, they're fairly young. And James yeah. Robinson's as good as any running back we've spent, you know, several first round picks on just to get him on the roster and they are injured or not right now. I mean, I get, I'm just completely accepting he is likely to be cuckolded again or that <laughs> Travis Etienne's going to be healthy. And we haven't seen it. There's no reason to expect he's not bad. I just, at this point, I'm just, just James Robinson's really good. And I yeah. don't think that coaching staff stays. Um, yeah. But there is a window to where James Robinson's just still James Robinson next year. And Daryl Henderson is in a committee with Cam Akers, which already to start the season, I was suggesting with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, the Rams might share that backfield more than we're expecting with Cam Akers. So it's not like I'm even throwing it away in something that's definitely worth nothing And next year. And like Mike Davis, he was the one frustrating me last year. Top 12 running back, a very, very poor week, top 12 running back <laughs> season. But he was a top 12 running back. And when you're making a push, why not drag him along behind you just in case as a flex or a, as a backup 
as these things go. And then again, everyone was right. He has no value, except that he's had some value, but underperforming top 12 volume all year. <laughs> but I mean, this off season, he still maintained a little bit of value because he was, and that was someone that I wouldn't, was, would agree was less likely to have maintained value through the off season. So I don't know. And if you don't like those players, like that same team, Christian McCaffrey went down. I'm sending Christian McCaffrey in office. I don't want to trade Christian McCaffrey away. I think he's going to be good again when he comes back. But I mean, I'm, I, I've, I think I see a window where I've got two good running backs. I've got a couple of good wide receivers. And okay, well, I got Jared Goff and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, Hunter Henry's kind of doing pretty well for me. I managed to trade for no offense. So I'm like, this is, this is a pretty good shaped roster. And I think it's better than so far it's been performing. I So I can push it. It's the best team I got. So I'm pushing it. And um so I'll trade Christian McCaffrey. So I've got him in offers. And it's just, uh, that's another story. But I mean, I, I, I just think it's, since everyone in Dynasty, I think, then again, some of the trades and the moves, when I posted that, lots of people were saying, sharing trades and things in their league that make me think, we're talk, it, most leagues you don't need, don't need to be nearly this aggressive. But... <laughs> Um, I definitely do in the ones uh, that I'm talking about, and I think as a general general overview, uh, adjusted down for whatever your league happens to be, or up for whatever your league has to be. Almost everyone's more interested in value, and almost and and so it's zigging when they zag or whatever trope we want to roll out there. Just be a little more interested in winning than everyone else. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's being being open to the idea that Leonard Fournette may win your league this year, even though Leonard Fournette is not a sexy name. Leonard Fournette right now is a top 12 running back. Same thing with James Robinson. You don't know future for those guys, but right now they're scoring. I mean, Kareem Hunt's a bad example because he just like did whatever he did to they, <laughs> they signed They signed John Kelly. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. He, he made the projections this week. You're just uh, waiting for it. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it t- 2021, things that stick out to me, it's it's team old guy season. There are s- several things that in terms of points that are interesting. We've seen a downturn in running back in general. Last year wasn't a low spike with running back 12 being Mike Williams and that being one of the lowest points per game top 12 running back seasons I've seen. Um, it's continued this year. Despite Derek Henry, the running back position has uh, declined a little bit, and so we're kind of waiting for that influence. I guess it's where uh, most of the 2021 running backs got injured, maybe. Um, uh, Swift is on a poor team, but still doing pretty well. Jonathan Taylor sometimes gets allowed to rush, and when he does, <laughs> he's great. Um, and then you've got Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley are gone again, and so we've seen... Uh, a, a continued slide of running back. But the one that actually really sticks out to me is 2021 is just old guys. It's just Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders and and, and screw the rookies. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that because be, always talking about people underrating older players, it's weird for it to like be more true than I've ever seen it in a while. It's starting to make me wonder... Uh, what to do about that going forward. Like I've been thinking about running backs, especially where this season has gone. I think finally those top 24 running backs are going to start and drop in ADP. This off season and last off season, we've just continued to increase it to the point where I think 
like the top 24 running backs were going off the board in terms of draft round at the same rate as the top 12 wide receivers. So wide receiver 12 went around about the same time as running back 24, which is literally insane. But um, I I think it's going to drop. I mean, it's hard to draft Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley as high as we were doing. Derek Henry, God knows, we'll draft them one-on-one, I guess. Um, So running back, as John Boss says, running back, rookie, running back, to be decided is going to be drafted in the first round <laughs> this year, probably. We don't, I don't, I have Bajorn Robinson. I've heard that. No, name I don't even know who it is. That's two years. I don't know. It's probably going to be touted as an Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott level prospect and drafted in the first round because, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and I've been asking Russ on our, our, our weekly show, which you said you, you, you occasionally ignore for us. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> like, what? That seems fairly clear to me, but I've got no idea. You know, when you notice something, it's like, oh, that's something not everyone's paying attention to, but you've got no idea what to do about it. Seems like I should be able to use that to my advantage, knowing that that's coming. But I don't, does that mean, I don't know what that means. Part of me thinks it's wait to the off season and buy old running backs for the first time. And like normally we're buying young running backs. That makes sense to me. But um, like, is that the move? Like buy Nick Chubb this offseason because he's phenomenal and injured right now, and we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. But um, he's going to be older, have had an injury to keep him out at least a couple games here, apparently. And we're going to be devaluing running backs and really interested in rookie running backs. And so maybe the Nick Chubbs, like the Melvin Gordons, like yeah. Melvin Gordon was valued this offseason. Maybe it's more of that kind of offseason. Am I, am I just off? Because, I no. mean, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, like there's a lot of young players uh, completely rewriting what it is to be a good young player. To be fair. Right, but I, I think that we have seen a, an influx of really, really good players that seems pretty rare, at least in my experience with Dynasty. And, and granted, I, I haven't been playing forever. I've only been playing since 2014 Dynasty. So mm-hmm. so I get seven years under my belt. And and but but it it seems to be cyclical. It seems to be, you know, you have a couple of, of pretty good classes that that turn things over and and then you have some down and I think that the 2022 class sounds like a down class. And so attacking this the way you're saying, where you're looking at at players who, you know, I, I heard people talk about trading Ezekiel Elliott this year. You know, trade right. Ezekiel Elliott. He has been a top what six? I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to actually look. I I will do research for you, Peter. I will click this button. <laughs> four. He's top four right now. So he's running back four in PPR. But people were talking about selling him, and people were the the sky was falling because all of a sudden Tony Pollard had you know a bunch of touches in the receiving game in the first game of the season, and and Zeke is done. He's old. He's a second contract running back. Uh, Austin Eckler has no value. He's running back two right now. Um, Derrick Henry is coming off the great, and I was guilty of this. You know, it's it looked to me. Nearly impossible. Derrick Henry would have to have a historic and historic season to to do what he's doing, and he is. That's like, what he's he, doing. He literally, he literally has <laughs> done stuff doing. that nobody has ever done before in the history of football. And and you know, so you, you've got 
you've got these players that people were already betting against last year. They're going to bet against them again because that's the the in thing. I mean, you know, that's that's just kind of vogue. Is is you're you're going to bet against Derrick Henry. You're going to bet against Austin Eckler. You're going to bet against Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to bet against James Robinson. You're going to bet against Fournette. Everybody bets against Mixon because nobody likes Joe Mixon. You know, you're going to have all of these things. Kamara again is is having a down season for Kamara. So he's going to be a value next year. And then you're going to turn it and you're going to see the same thing at wide receiver. I mean, Thielen's going to be a value again. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a value again. People are going to look at somebody like uh, Devontae Adams. And like I remember, so you and I, the last time we talked, this was probably, I don't know, what, eight weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, something like that. And we had was before the season and we had a big conversation about the Rams. And yeah. Cooper Cup, who is mm-hmm. currently wide receiver one. We had a conversation about Devontae Adams still being your dynasty uh, wide receiver one. He's wide receiver three on the season. So that's a hit. I mean, th- this is this is where we're at, is people are so excited about the next big thing. And there's been such an influx of, of dynasty owners and new voices in Twitter and, and the hype machine on especially young players because it's the new hotness that the the veteran or wily or whatever you want to call it dynasty players are the people sitting back and saying no it's not a four-year window it's maybe a two-year window and and if you can predict what's going to happen in two years i'm going to be really impressed because i haven't met anybody else who's been able to do that so it's it's you're playing season to season with a little bit of an eye to the future instead of saying, yeah, I'm going to draft him and I'm going to have him on my team for 10 years because I've got a league that's been going for seven years. And you know how many players I have on that roster that I had when I started, I have one, (laughs) one player and it's only been seven years and everyone looks at like, drafting Mahomes or drafting Trevor Lawrence or drafting CD lamb. And you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have him for, you know, ever. And, and it's, it just doesn't work that way. Like it, it doesn't. Well, we also talked about Debo Samuel, I think on that show. Yes. Yes. And Marcus Brown and none of them were were sexy. And I think we got real lucky to be honest with you, because I saw them as values. I didn't see them as top 12 wide receivers. And right now they're both in the top 12. Um, so yeah, at, at the same time, we've got Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but again, this goes but kind of back to what we we're talking about. Yes, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, I think, are going to elevate above Devontae Adams in my dynasty rankings. I think they have the production and better value because they're younger, but like everyone thinks that there's no value in, like, yes, there were three firsts but someone else is going to be a top 12 wide receiver next year and he'll cost one first. I mean, there's value. I mean, that's important. I mean, who else we got in the top five? Mike Williams, who I definitely did not see coming. (laughs) And Keenan Allen, by the way, is one of the players this year that's really frustrating me. It's like he can get stuff right and always get it wrong. Like Keenan Allen has all the volume he needs and has had. It's, It's kind of... This year's weird. I'm waiting for the end of the results to start talking about the averages, but there's 
there's more yards, but we are producing more yards per touchdowns. And so there's a really weird balance where whoever gets the touchdowns in an offense, I mean, it's incredibly valuable. Mike Williams has been doing that a lot and Keenan Allen hasn't. So he's got the targets. He's doing pretty well on his targets. But it's like um, Calvin Ridley and Cordero Patterson. Calvin Ridley's also got all the volume he needs, and that's yeah. what we, we're betting on. And you go for touches because that's the one thing we know we can get slightly more right than most other things. Um, and we got it right. And Cordero Patterson scores three touchdowns a game. What <laughs> for me? <laughs> so, um, and so you've got – both Keenan Allen and Calvin Ridley would be in this conversation, but I mean, that's going to happen too. And that's, I think what scares people off. I mean, Julio has been good, but got hurt again, but so is AJ Brown, but at least you've got him for a few more years. I get stuck um, in these conversations in both sides where people are just kind of mad, angry. Why do dynasty players not like these older guys? They're great. They're awesome. I mean, <laughs> dynasty players not like, like points. And then, um, on the other side, dynasty players trying to say, but, you know, T. Higgins is so young. I'm like, both of you are right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over here. You see over here, there's, there's this nice middle ground <laughs> where you can say, yeah, well, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are wide receiver one and two and throw DK Metcalf in there because he's like 24 years old. I wouldn't do it for whatever. But you have this solid <laughs> tier and the guys, and there's a significant difference like change in the value once you get past that young tier in the top 12 and they're not less likely to produce next year and then reality happens and Calvin Ridley's perfectly young enough and so and 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 now we're back so now we're back to the value conversation where there is there are two types of value I think so there's perceived value which is what you're talking about with those young guys so, so Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and the guys who are putting up the numbers young, now their perceived value is higher than somebody like Cooper Cup or Marquise Brown or whoever. It, well, Marquise Brown's pretty young. DJ Moore, let's go DJ Moore. He's starting to get long in the tooth and, and, and feeling. And, and so – the perceived value is greater, but the actual value of those players, the points they're scoring is, you know, is pretty similar. And so I would argue that the more valuable players are the players that you can get for less. Hello, uh, editing Pete here. That's the end of the first section of our conversation. Um, My main takeaway here, and it's a takeaway. I always have trouble in acting, I think it's a part that you might take away from it as well. So I wanted to drop it here in the end here. It's it's Zach. It's Zach saying, look, if you're losing and you can't make headway in trading for value, why not trade for points? Um, it's actually something I bend around to later. And I think I completely missed Zach saying it this early because he, he's a pretty smart guy and got there before me. Um, I... I Again, one league we'll talk about later. I am literally like the worst team in the league. Legitimately, I've been trying to be. I've been trading everything away, following the strategy of if you're not can't be first, be last. And um, that's one of the leagues I have value players, but no real points players. And it's I, I can't seem to make headway in trading the few that I've got um, that can score points. And I could trade away right now. And uh, Zach's point here that maybe go trade for Salvin Ahmed. I mean, it's it feels really late. Five, six games into the season, wherever you're at right now. 
whatever le- whatever week I finally managed to finish editing this, um, to f- start trading for points now. But, I mean, hopefully in a less extreme situation, yeah, kind of, that's an option if your league is doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, that's my takeaway here, that sometimes if, if swimming uh, with the current, <laughs> as it were, and, and value Twitter and value Dynasty is just getting too tiring, maybe, maybe it's time to turn upstream and uh, work those muscles and just go the opposite way just to see how it'll play out. Um, I think that's an interesting idea. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you again for the next episode. Whenever I get it edited. Yay. Thanks very much. Bye. Yeah. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. You got that, I, I like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore. I am at a crossroads. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.